Praise the Lord. We come your way this morning with the good news of the Word of God. And so we would like for you to pay attention and to open your heart so that you may mix the Word of God with faith. We are all very much aware of the days in which we live. We may understand it in the way of the happenings of the time. But I would like for you to know that throughout all nations, there are a certain group of people who are the security of their nations. And so this morning, I would like for you to look at yourself and see who you are. If you can be a security for your nation, your nation shall be safe. Praise the Lord. The word of God that I would like to share with you is on this theme. The upright is the security of every nation. The upright or the righteous is the security of every nation. It is time for a serious reflection for every child of God, anybody who is called a child of God, I mean born again, has Jesus living in his life, to be very serious. We are the people to understand and to know the times in which we live. And I must say that we are the best of people in the face of this earth, to understand the time and the days in which we live, so as to be able to apply what God has given to us to be able to save the situation in this life in which we live. And so, as you come along this morning with me, I would like for you to listen carefully and open your Bible Take your notebook, come along, and let us look into the perfect law of liberty, what God has in his word for us. Before then, we say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for making provision for your word for us. Through the word of God, we are secured. Through the word of God, we are made overcomers in Christ Jesus. Through the word of God, this one too will pass. Therefore we ask that, O oh God, your word will have a free course in our hearts and establish us. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I already mentioned to you, it is the upright who is the security to their nations or the righteous? Who is an upright man and who is a righteous man? A righteous man is the one who has received Jesus as his personal Savior and Lord and has allowed Jesus to cleanse him from his sins and imparted upon his life his righteousness so that he can only ride on the righteousness of Jesus Christ, which he has received from him. 
Now, there are a few things that I would like every believer or child of God to take note of, which is very critical for the day and the time in which we live. Let's quickly turn our Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 14, verse number 33 and 34. It says that wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding. But what is in the heart of fools is made known. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Praise the Lord. Now, with whatever is happening in the world, see how God has captured it in his word to tell us how nations can turn around to him. In the verse number 33, the Bible says, Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding. God requires of us that we may have understanding in the day in which we live. We are the people that the whole world must turn to us because we understand what God has said in his word concerning the times and the day in which we live. Therefore, it is impossible for any of us to throw away wisdom. How do we get wisdom? We get it from our Lord Jesus Christ. For the Bible says that he has become our wisdom. Praise the Lord. And so, with him, we can understand the reason why we, some of us are not moved with whatever is happening is because these things were already said in the word of God. Praise the Lord. And if we fail to understand what God has said in this way, and also fail to react to the situation by coming back to him, we would have disappointed our nations. And so, this is where I want understanding to come to us as believers, and not to throw up our hands, and not to become weak, and not to make us if there isn't a solution. Hey, there is a solution in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding. Meaning understanding of the times. Because we have already been informed that these things will happen. And having been informed also means that he has given us which steps to take. We cannot afford to become fools. And I'll be explaining that. A fool is the person who doesn't know that there is a God to turn to. And for us, any time we have such crisis, the solution is that we can come to God. Praise the Lord. And so, in the verse number 34, the Bible says, Righteousness exhausts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. This is so clear to me that the whole world is facing the situation we are facing because of the rejection of God and because of neglect of righteousness. A child of God, I would like for you to know 
that you have no option than to live righteously because Christ is your righteousness. Hallelujah. You cannot afford to live anyhow. You cannot afford to make decisions without the word of God and without the leading of the spirit of God. And if we do that, our righteousness automatically, as we pray to God, will be exalting our nation. Praise the Lord. And you will see from the Bible that people who were righteous pleaded, even in difficult times, and the hand of the Lord came to rescue them. This is the reason why you and I must now show, off, show up immediately in prayer. Because you see, the scripture says, the whole world is waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. There is no hope anywhere. We are the only hope for the world. And I want to encourage us that if we let down, we ourselves will be in big trouble. We are the hope and our security for our nations. And especially in Ghana here, we the saints, we are the security for our nation. I would like to bring your attention to something very important. Again, in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs seem to be having some sharp answers to these things that are happening now. Let's quickly go to the book of Proverbs chapter 11. We'll take verse 10 and 11. Book of Proverbs chapter 11, verse 10 and 11. The Bible says, When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. Hallelujah! And when the wicked perishes, there is jubilation. Ha! The righteous man, when it goes well with him, our city will rejoice. Now, the Bible also says in the next verse, which says, By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. Ooh! But it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. It is not time, let me start it from the bottom of this scripture. It's not time to speak loosely. It's not time to speak negatively. If you are a child of God, and the whole world is mourning and crying and castigating, we do not do that. We are the righteous of the Lord Jesus. And our duty is simply to enter into prayer and our God will hear and he will answer. Hallelujah. And so, it is the righteousness of us that will prevail over us. Now, God has already made his ears ready. In the book of John chapter 9, when the blind man was healed by the Lord Jesus Christ, and people didn't want to accept that Jesus had done a good job on this man, they kept insisting. insisting. And then the brother had no choice than to tell them plain and straight. I think in the verse number 31 or so, when he said that we know that God has not here seen us. Hallelujah! And so, it is very clear. Now let me just read a scripture that says, Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if any man is a worshipper of God and does his will, 
he hears him. What a great and encouraging scripture. I want you as a child of God to know that this is the time that you will open up your mouth and your heart and begin to call on God and God will hear and God will answer. I want you to know that presidents don't have the answer. That's why we are saying rich people don't have the answer. Thank God for great men who have knowledge even to deal with situations they don't have the answer. But you see, see the wisdom of God. The answer now has been given to the believer. When the believer who is right, who has inherited the righteousness of Christ, if he begins to pray, God would hear and God would answer. Make no mistake, God does not hear sinners. It is so simple. And so for you and I, may I encourage us to let us know that it is not time to have double standards. It is time rather to be committed to the things that we believe in. It's time to walk and allow Jesus who lives in us to do the walking on our behalf. And then our righteousness shall rise up in the, in the presence of the Father and the Father will hear our prayer. I want us to know that righteousness is very key. I know that now in such critical times, Almost everywhere men are praying. But the issue that I'm asking myself is, whose prayer is being answered? Praise the Lord. God does not hear the sinner. God only hears the righteous, the man that has been made righteous by the Son of God, and he's living in the Word of God. That's why it's so critical that we will turn our hearts in this leaving of Christ. Paul puts it in a very beautiful way. When he says that he is dead. He is not alive. The life that he lives. He lives it by faith. In the son of God. Who died. And resurrected in him. What is Paul trying to say to us? All I want to say to you is that. If you are not very careful. There is a thin line in between there. When you can switch to living your life. And then neglecting God. But I want you to know that if you have believed, you can turn to God and begin to ask Him, Lord, what steps must we take in this regard? And He will hear you. When you mount a prayer, it will register before the presence of the Lord. This morning, I want us to know that we cannot be discouraged. Neither can we fall on our own righteousness because we don't have it. But we can fall on the one that Christ Jesus has given to us so that we can press on. I want you to take note of another situation that is very critical that we need to have a look at it. You know, we have been talking about prayers. We have been talking about who to pray and, and, and God hearing. And, and that this scripture of late has become very critical for all of us, and actually it's a guide to those of us who, who are upright in the Son of God, who are standing as children of God. This famous scripture that I love it so much to hear about it in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14. But this time I would like to take it from verse number 13 and 14. Something very important 
this scripture has encouraged my heart so much. And I believe that what is happening in Ghana will also pass in the name of Jesus. The Bible said, when I shut the heavens, God is talking. And there is no rain. And command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and healed their land. Praise the Lord. Beloved, I want you to take note of something very encouraging here. Very, very encouraging. Sometimes we can easily behave like the people of the world, thinking as if God is not aware of the coronal viruses running around. Sometimes you may think like that. But I want you to know that in the verse number 13, one of the things that we need to look at it carefully, for which reason you as a child of God must fear sin, is that in the verse number 13, Bible is registering something very critical. When I shut the heavens, or the heaven, and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land. If I may just bring your attention to something. This situation we find ourselves in. May I announce it to you that God is aware of that. Praise the Lord. Now the Bible says. If he allows these things to come. If he commands it to be so. Or allow people to go through things that they cannot find solution to it. There is something that God is actually, God in heaven is looking for. He is looking for the righteous, the upright, to do something about it in their nations. Would you shout a big hallelujah with me? Let me let you know, our God is such a good God and has always made a provision for escape for any people who walk in His righteousness. And so, This is not time to be discouraged. This is not time to make as if there is no solution. I want the saints of God in Ghana to acknowledge and to see that there is a godly solution God can bring our way. Praise the Lord. And this does not depend upon the authorities of the land. This does not depend on the people who go to church. This does not depend on anybody who is worshipping in any different form. This depends strictly on the people whose lives have been sanctified by the blood of Jesus and they are called sons and daughters of the Most High God. They are the ones who can come to God and say, Our Father, we are the ones who have sinned. We are the ones who have been hypocritical. We are the ones who have not talked right. We are the ones who have rejected the right way which we knew. We ask you to forgive us. 
Please deliver us. We acknowledge our mistakes and our faults. And so we come to you because we have seen the pestilence, locusts, viruses have come our way which we have no control. But we know that in you we have life. We are humbly asking you to forgive us. What did God say? If we do that, He God, He our Father, will heal our land. Isn't this assuring? When I look at this scripture alone, it gives me such an encouragement. Because you see, as soon as a child of God sins, there's a, there's, there's a block. But as soon as he comes to himself and acknowledges his sins, and he pleads for mercy in humility, our God says, he will hear. Praise the Lord. He will hear. And then when he turns things around, he will now heal the land in which we are living, which also brings us to what I said from the beginning, it will bring us back to security of our land. Hallelujah. The security of our land is in two more now. The best of people that God has so graciously given to us in this land are working 24 hours. But each one is even being careful of, him, of himself. Because, you see, the solution does not lie with them. But may I say, the righteous who is in the secret... The righteous who is at home. The righteous who is talking with his family. The righteous who is talking with the other brother. The righteous who is bowing down and, and, and acknowledging that he too has contributed to the sins of the land. If only that righteous man will get up and say, Lord, I acknowledge my fault. And my sin is ever before me. Indeed, Lord, we have not played it very well. I have sinned. Therefore, I'm asking you to forgive me. When we acknowledge our sins, may I say to you, the solution will come. We have so many of such records in the Bible. That excites my heart. People like Daniel did it. And in their prayer, they acknowledged that they too had played a role. In their prayer, they also came and said, Lord, forgive our sins. Forgive our father's sins. Forgive our great, great, great father's sins. And God forgave them and healed their land. This is why I am so encouraged that we are the only ones with a solution. And so it is not time to fold your arm and look at solution from somewhere else. In fact, the solution lies upon the righteous. Praise the Lord. The upright man... If he will lift up prayer, the whole city, the whole nation shall be saved. It's very exciting. I noticed that in the days of Abraham, it was so very beautiful. When Abraham had been approached by the Lord and the people that he was walking with, when Abraham was resting under the tree and saw them and acknowledged them and and, and invited them and gave them some refreshment. They were on their way to going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And I'm speaking from Genesis chapter 18, verse 16, all the way down to probably that last verse, which is 33. 
you see that it was so exciting that as they move further, going to execute punishment on Sodom and Gomorrah because of their sins, the righteous man Abraham, who did not know sitting down after he has refreshed the Lord and his team, they were going and they came back. And they said, shall we hide anything from our friend? Seeing that this man will always raise the righteous people, would always bring judgment to his family, the justices of God. So quickly, they turned back and said, listen, this is our agenda. We are on a mission to destroy, uh, 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 to destroy nations that have sinned against us. A nation's sin has risen before God Almighty. And the nation now is going to receive the reward for their sins. And so when Abraham was told this, listen to how beautiful Abraham reacted. That's why you have to be a righteous after Christ. Praise the Lord. That's why you don't have to take your righteousness in him for granted. So the Bible said, Abraham said to the Lord, Would you still destroy a nation? If only you can find 50 righteous men. Isn't it encouraging? Hallelujah! Oh, I believe that if God can find 50 righteous men, men without sin, who have been sanctified by the blood who are looking unto Jesus, who are careful and allowing the life of Christ to work, work through them, these men will raise their voices and God will hear from heaven and our land will be healed. This is the reason why I believe that this shall also come to pass. Praise the Lord. The righteous man, the upright man, is the solution for times like this. He is the only person that God is looking up from heaven to hear his voice. This is why we cannot take our Christianity to the lowest of all bells. This is why we cannot take things for granted and be like the people of the world, live anyhow, talk loosely, hate one another, and misbehave and hatch all kinds of things in our hearts. It will not help us. Listen, brethren, it is so good for us to rather stand with Christ, who is our righteousness, and be obedient to him and have a cause to lift up our holy hands to heaven, and God would hear, and God will answer. Praise the Lord. And so, those of you at home, all of us, as we have been commanded by our governments and leaders, and this command is not only to Ghana, but to all of us in the whole world, because the best they know how to do is to tell us so that we will not be passing the sicknesses one to the other. But you see, as we go back to those scriptures, the pestilence that have been released, the locusts, the viruses, may I say to you, no matter the name, all that the heavens are looking for, our Lord Jesus Christ who is interceding on our behalf, and God our Father, who through His love sent His Son to save us, are ready to hear from us if we will turn to Him in prayer and say, Lord, we are the ones who have sinned. We want You to wipe it off from our slate and forgive us. The healing is definitely coming. The healing is definitely coming our way 
and many would begin to experience the power of God. And let me tell you something. The man who is a sinner out there, who is suffering, he doesn't know. But still, God is not looking at that man. God is looking at you, the righteous man. God is looking at you, the upright man. You are the one who can bring solution to our world. Praise the Lord. Let me, as I come to a close, I would like for you to also take note of this critical matter. You know, sometimes when things are happening like this, it is so very easy for anybody else to turn to switch to anywhere else. Thank God, life can be normal. We ought, we ought to do the things we ought to do. But what is critical for you, the believer, and myself, is that we have to walk in the righteousness of the Lord. The righteous man will bring security to his nation. The righteous man will bring solution. And you know, the beautiful thing about what is happening is that if you and I become so determined and to allow Jesus to live in us and for our lives to be appreciated by the Lord in his presence, the little voices we will raise, Lord our God, hear our prayer, O God. For we have sinned, and we know that it is through our sins that these atrocities have come our way. Please forgive us. We acknowledge our faults. Only we are asking that you may one more time forgive us, and cleanse us, and deliver us. The unbeliever who is out there, the other man who is serving in a different religion, the other man who, who thinks that he could find solution, and then when it becomes tough, he throws up his arm. One of these days, that man will be healed. And he will not know who was the cause of his healing. It is because Christ in you, the hope of glory. Praise the Lord. You have been an answer to this nation. You have been an answer to this generation. This is the reason why we want to encourage that none of us should let down our righteousness that we have so graciously received from the Lord Jesus Christ. The upright man will be a blessing to his nation. The upright man, by his prayer and humility, will save his land. The upright and the righteous man, as he prays, as he acknowledges his own fault, the Lord God Almighty will look at that and say, for the sake of these 50 people who are so dedicated to the righteousness of the Son of God, I have forgiven them. And very soon, coronal situation that we are having, viruses that we don't seem to have answer to it, you know, it's so exciting. You see presidents and heads of nations very desperate, releasing money to find solution. Thank God that they are moved. But may I tell you that the answer is with us. Praise the Lord. The answer is with us. Child of God, I want to plead with you. Don't take your standing in Christ Jesus for granted. Don't be loose about your walk. Don't think that you have the answer apart from being humble in yourself to call upon the name of the Lord. This I know it works, or else the scripture would not have recorded it. And so I brought this to you 
to share with you today to let you know that we are the answer to the situation. Praise the Lord. We are the ones that God is looking at. If we become discouraged, our security, the security of this nation is in trouble. But may I quickly just also say this to you. I notice that sometimes we even forget about the guideline of prayer that God gave to us in the scripture. Because you see, in the Second Chronicles 7, chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, I want to refresh your mind so that you may do it aright. You know, the Bible says that when I set the heavens and there is no rain, command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence amongst my, my, my people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, let me just say in conclusion, God wants us to Come to him and say, Lord, we know the solution lies with you. The solution does not lie with anybody. Let's have faith and acknowledge that the solution lies only with God. And then when we have come to him and begin to seek his face, and then one important thing that we tend to forget, looking into ourselves to see areas that we have gone wrong, that we may put it before him and say, Lord, we acknowledge our sins. Our sins are ever before us. Please forgive us. Please deliver us. Please show mercy. I tell you, when we go by this guideline, our, answer, our, our prayer will hit God right in His presence. And then the, the Bible says that God will now hear and firstly will forgive us our sins. And after He has forgiven our sins, He will move by His power. And bring healing to our nation. And then our land will begin to rejoice. Both the unrighteous, those the righteous will begin to rejoice. Who has caused it? The upright man. Praise the Lord. So as I come to a close, I would like for you to take note of this matter. Please don't take your life for granted. And don't walk anyhow. Be determined that the Son of God is the one who is dictating the pace. Be determined that you will hear and you will follow. Be determined that anything that you are not sure about, not having approval of the word of God, you don't do it. Just do as a child of God what you know is right to do. And then in your humble way, in your simply way, in your simple way at home, you can now call on the Lord and say, Lord, hear our prayer and he will hear. For this reason... I would like for us, wherever you are, even to join in this prayer. You can say this prayer with me. Because we are going to go to God in the guideline that He has given to us right now. And going to say a prayer. God will help us. In this short time that we have, I want you to sincerely open your heart on this critical prayer that we ought to pray together. Let's pray it together. Our Heavenly Father, we lift up our holy hands before you. We call it holy hands, not because of our own righteousness, which we don't have, but the righteousness that has been imputed on us by the Son of God. Therefore, Lord, we ourselves acknowledge that we have sinned against you.
Some of us have done things that we should not have done. We have spoken against one another. We have neglected the good word of the Lord. Dear Lord, we ask you to forgive us. We have not preached the gospel the way we ought to. And hence now, it's as if we are shut behind doors that we cannot even go. Today we acknowledge the Lord we have sinned. Your priority has not become our priority. Dear Father, we plead for mercy. We ask you to forgive us. We know that the gospel must go. But we haven't done it the way you have instructed us. Therefore, we acknowledge that we have sinned. Also, amongst ourselves, we have not treated each other well. Even among our nation, within our nation, we have not done what is right. We have corrupted our positions. We have neglected righteousness. We have taken monies. Father, that did not belong to us. We have, cor- we, we, we have stolen from the states. When you said in your word that we should not take advantage of the country in which we live, please forgive us. All of this we know that are the ones that have opened the door against us. Today we humble ourselves and plead for mercy because we know that there is an awaiting healing from you. Dear Father, look on us, on our hearts. Deliver us from evil and hear our prayer that you may heal us and heal our land. We bless you for opening your ear. We bless you, Father, for hearing us. We thank you, dear Lord, for this opportunity to have come to you through the word of God. Once again, we bless you for making us the upright, for making us the righteousness of Christ. And we know we ha- you have heard our prayer, so we give you thanks. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen.